0: What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Surfing the Stream, where every week we are on a quest to find out what is the greatest movie of all time. I am Matt Primo, and today I am here to review Casino Royale, one of my favorite movies of all time. I absolutely love this movie. Not to give out any spoilers on what my general impressions of the movie will be, but yeah, I love it. So... I have been a James Bond fan, more of the modern era of James Bond. I'm a Pierce Brosnan fan and a Daniel Craig fan. I've seen all the Pierce Brosnan movies. and I've seen all the Daniel Craig movies. My first James Bond movie was GoldenEye. And I played the game. The game is one of the all-time greatest games ever. It's an amazing game, uh, hands down. I wish they would remake it or or something. Give, Give me a chance to play that game again. But awesome movie, though. And then anything after that, it's like, eh, it's okay the other movies are, are not amazing not even good it's just they're entertaining for what they are right they're not. I wouldn't even go so far as saying they're even good movies and then they started with Daniel Craig they rebooted the entire series started with Daniel Craig and I gotta say I love this entire series for for Daniel Craig's James Bond and I'm super excited to watch uh, what is it called? No Time to Die. Uh, what, November or December, whenever it decides to come out. I'm super excited for that movie, and I'm going to be reviewing that movie when it comes out. Because, like I said, huge Daniel Craig fan. But, we're not here to talk about all the other movies, right? We're here to talk about Casino Royale, which in my opinion, is probably the best James Bond movie ever made. I, I think it's got the entertainment, it's got the character development, it's got the classic James Bond stuff, it's got some gadgets, and it's got, you know, the women, it's got the song, it's got, like I said, the action, it's got everything in this movie, and it's perfect. It's about as perfect of a James Bond movie as you can get, and I am super excited to review this movie today, but before we jump into the review, if you like what we're doing here and you want to be a creator slash producer of the content that we make each and every week, go to patreon.com slash two game. That is the number two Support us at any of those tiers, and you get access to our brand-new Discord channel, which is only for Patreon supporters. You get access to five different podcasts, six episodes a week, and then you get to vote on what you want to hear each and every week. Like I said, you become a creator-slash-producer of the content that we make every single week. Uh, Shout-out to our $20 tier supporters, Carmen Edmonds, Eric Hernandez, Sharon Petrie, Lindsey Humble, and Michael King we appreciate y'all supporting us at that $20 tier each and every month without y'all we would not be able to do this so thank you so much I, I love my patreon supporters and we would love for you to support us uh, each and every month come be part of our community uh, I I think the more voices that we have the better you know it just makes better content for us so come join us patreon.com slash 2 game but other than that uh, thank you for clicking on this episode and listening to my review for Casino Royale. So jumping into the plot, the fun facts, and then my general impressions. Uh, after earning 00 status and a license to kill, secret agent James Bond sets out on his first mission as 007. Bond must defeat a private banker funding terrorist in a high-stakes game of poker at Casino Royale. This movie was directed by Martin Campbell, who has directed... One of my all-time favorite movies. It's actually, I think, as of now, number two all-time on my list. Uh, he's directed *Mask of Zorro*, which I I absolutely love that movie, all-time number two, boom. And then he directed the sequel *Legend of Zorro*, which is not as good as the original, but it's still a really really good movie. It, it misses kind of that flair, that that excitement factor, that that heart that the first movie had, the the humor. Uh, but it does it... It's a really good movie, though. It's just not as good as the original. He directed Goldeneye, which, again, James Bond movie. Really good movie. Uh, Vertical Limit. He directed Green Lantern. And depending on your opinion on that, uh, I don't know. Uh, Edge of Darkness. And then he's directed this recent movie called The Protégé, which is supposed to be like one of the worst movies of all time. I'm going to have to watch that because I don't hate Green Lantern. I like Goldeneye, Mass Legend of Zorro, uh... I don't have any problems with this. I mean, so far, I like all of his movies. He just makes entertaining movies. Uh, this movie has a budget of $150 million, and it grossed worldwide $616.5 million. It stars Daniel Craig, Ava Green, Judy Dench, and Mads Mikkelsen. It has a runtime of 2 hours and 24 minutes, and it was released worldwide November 17th, 2006 the opening parkour chase scene took several weeks to film daniel craig initially rejected the role because he felt the the series had settled into a standard formula uh, daniel craig gained 20 pounds of muscle for the role the car barrel stunt by the aston martin broke the record for the most barrel rolls assisted by a cannon uh, in one afternoon shooting Three Aston Martin cars, valued at $300,000 each, were destroyed for the car roll sequence. Almost a million dollars on cars were destroyed in one day. Wow. And then one of the most interesting tidbits that I found, and I did not know this, but apparently in the year 2000, so Sony owned... The rights to James Bond, if I'm not mistaken. Or, or no, not not James Bond. They owned the rights to Casino Royale, that story. And then MGM had the rights to Spider-Man, apparently. They swapped. MGM gave Sony the rights to Spider-Man for MGM to receive, in return, the rights to Casino Royale. Super interesting. Could you imagine what the world would be if MGM kept the rights to Spider-Man, I had no idea that the the rights to Spider-Man was to anyone other than Sony. I thought it was always Sony. uh, That's just crazy to me. And then apparently, I don't know for a fact, but according to to, uh, IMDb, this is the first James Bond movie in 44 years of films where it rains. That's super interesting to me that there has never been a rain sequence in any James Bond movie before this one. Like, why did they choose to do that? Like, they just trying to make the the perfect setting for a James Bond movie, and it just doesn't include rain. Uh, I don't know, but super super interesting, intriguing by that last little tidbit. So, what do I think about Casino Royale? Uh I didn't like it. Nah, just playing. Y'all already know how I like it. You know that I absolutely love this. This is the best James Bond movie, hands down. It is from top to bottom the best. It is the most entertaining. It has the best characterization of Bond. I mean, you get you get all the elements of his of his character in one movie. And I feel like if Daniel Craig didn't do another James Bond movie, nobody else would would say, "Oh, well, Skyfall is better than Casino Royale." Yes, cuz Skyfall succeeds only on the backs of Casino Royale and to some degree Quantum of Solace, mainly because it continues that story. So Skyfall by itself, I don't feel does as good of a job as as a Casino Royale. Now, Skyfall does a few different things better, in, that, in my opinion, but I'm not here to review Skyfall, okay? Skyfall is a fantastic movie. I think it serves more of a just a regular movie more than a James Bond movie. I mean, it's still a great James Bond movie. It's probably number two on my list Uh, after Casino Royale. But I just think from top to bottom, this is just super entertaining. And what do you want out of a James Bond movie? You want entertainment. You want it to be fun. And yes, they do go for that dark and gritty take on James Bond. Originally, I was thinking, did this movie have the Dark Knight effect or Batman Begins effect? And no, because this movie came out in 2006. And I think Batman Begins came out in 2005, if I'm not mistaken. So... Did that have some degree of, of influence on this movie? I'm not 100% sure about that. But it, they did go that Christopher Nolan dark and gritty route of changing this character and actually making him a like a human being. He's not just some sex symbol that Pierce Brosnan was in his movies or in the other movies. It's just, to me... This is the perfect characterization of James Bond. You get an idea of his ego, his recklessness. Uh, he gets the, you know, the classic sexy James Bond personality where he's trying to slay other women and, and stuff like that. He, you no know, seduces other women. And then he's also smart, but he's also, you know, reckless at the same time. They just do a, such a great job of making him, making him mortal in this movie and making him an actual character that you can root for and he is he can be broken he can be beaten he can be hurt and that's that's a good thing you don't want to go into a movie thinking oh my god they're invincible that he's just not gonna get hurt that's one of the problems with the fast and furious movies that they've gotten to the point where it doesn't mean anything the action is meaningless because you know that the characters are going to survive each and every time it happens because nothing ever happens to them they don't get injured so in this movie in james bond he he can bleed he gets hurt I mean the dude died for a few seconds and then got revived and then he got I mean he got poisoned. So lots of things happen to James Bond in this movie. He's not perfect. He's not this perfect superhero that he was pictured as in the other Pierce Brosnan movies or in the James Bond movies before that. He is mortal. He can be injured and to me that is a great thing because it makes you connect with his character. On a, on a different level. And it makes you care about him. In those situations that he's in. In those action sequences. Which by the way. Some of the action sequences. Are so good. Like it's not even like over the top action. Where it's just. They look badass or whatever. It is high stakes. Tense action sequences. That really make this movie amazing. And just two of them in general. The parkour scene at the very beginning of the chase scene, one of the all-time best chase scenes of any movie. Because, one, it's interesting at the very beginning of the movie that they put it, and they're doing this chase scene. And you're not really invested in that character at the moment, but you still care about him, right? I mean, he's going through these motions where he's getting hurt. I mean, the dude looks like absolute garbage at the very end of the parkour scene where they're at the embassy. So, he looks like garbage. And to me, that gives the movie stakes. It gives that scene stakes. The fact that, hey, he can be hurt in this. So I do need to actually care about him. They might actually do some stuff to this dude. Like, events actually matter. And that's a good thing in this movie. So the parkour scene, fantastic chase scene. The other fantastic scene slash chase scene, I guess you can call it, is the Miami airport scene. Fantastic chase sequence. And then it ends in a little bit of an action sequence where, you know, there's an explosion and whatnot. But I think there's just so much tension built into that that one little scene. And it does a good job of building it from the previous scenes because you're not really sure where where this is going. You're not sure why is he going after this dude. Like you're not sure of what's actually going on in the moment. Like where is this leading to? And then he grabs a police uniform and you're like, Oh, I mean, that's uh, that's a little shady looking. I mean, that sounds like there's going to be a bomb involved in this. And there is. And it's just a great, great action sequence. And then another one of my favorite sequences, and it's not so much as action, because it's just, it's basically just a, I don't even want to call it a characterization moment or whatever. It's just a great scene. And it's the torture sequence towards the end of the movie where they torture Bond. You know, he's butt naked, and the dude is just hitting him in the sack with that rope. And it's just like superb acting by Daniel Craig in that sequence to me. Because it actually looked like he was getting hurt. That's some great acting right there to make it to make it seem like you're actually in the moment, right? That it's actually happening and it's legit. So he made it look really real to me. Uh, I love the relationship between Bond uh, and M. I think they do a great job of building that relationship, the animosity between the two. You know, M has her quirks and quips towards Bond, and Bond, you know, dishes them right back. You know, he's not afraid. And then I love that relationship between Bond and Vesper. They do a great job of just building that relationship and making you care for those characters. Like, at first, you just think she's going to be this just this regular old Bond girl, right? And it's just going to end with him leaving, and it's just, she's just a throwaway girl. But they actually make that character into something... More, they actually make her an actual character that you actually care about and they actually build that relationship and gives you a whole new meaning to the Bond character because normally he just uses the women and leaves, right? But he actually falls in love with her and then gets betrayed by her. So to have that love element, that love story element to this movie, I think adds a lot of depth to this movie that other James Bond movies have not been able to do. Now, the one issue with the later installments is the fact that they don't get that character like Vesper in those later installments because, well, they killed her off in the first movie. So would this movie been different if they would have killed her off in, like, the second movie and then, like, did it right at the, right at the very beginning and you know the whole movie's going to be about revenge? I don't know if that works better or not. I'm not saying I disagree with her dying in this movie because I-, I love this movie. I think it's just about perfect. But I am curious if they would have just swapped it around and killed her in the second movie towards the beginning and made it more of a revenge plot later. If that movie would have been better service, because as we all know, Quantum Solace is probably the worst out of the the out of the new ones that has come out as far as Daniel Craig. Uh, I do need to rewatch that though just to. Just to make sure. I still like it, but I think it's probably the worst out of the bunch. As far as pacing goes, you know, I always talk about pacing. I always talk about runtime. I think the pacing is good. It's not great, but it's good. I think they do a great job of giving you an action set piece, you know, some tension scenes with action in them. Not necessarily big old action set pieces, but they give you something, you know, some tension, and then they kind of stop and slow down, build some characters, And then move on, give you a little action sequence, and then give you some more character development. But I just think that at some points in the movie, the pacing kind of drags down a little bit too much. And it really kind of slows down the movie uh, when it should be a little bit faster paced. Uh, I don't know if that has something to do with the lengthy runtime at 2 hours and 24 minutes. Uh, Might be a little bit longer of a movie than it should be. Uh, That's probably one of my only complaints in the movie is it's probably a little too long. But I still love it for what it is. I'm not dis- I'm not going to hate it because it's 2 hours and 24 minutes. I mean, I still get more of these characters and whatnot. But I feel like if you maybe streamlined it a little bit, it would probably be a little bit of an easier watch. But as far as pacing, good. I think the runtime is good. Could be better, but it's good. And the other thing that I dislike about this movie is the ending, not the ending, but Vesper's death scene. I think it's just the worst acting in the entire movie. It really is. It is a terrible death scene. It's not the worst I've ever seen. That will go to uh, Talia al Ghul in The Dark Knight Rises. That is the worst death scene of all time, bar none. So that is my only complaint of the movie. Pacing a little off maybe, uh, and the runtime a little bit too much. But, I mean, I don't know what you could cut from this movie to make it better, to be honest with you, because they need all these moments to build these characters, to give them depth, and then the action sequences on top of that. So, I'm not sure if you can fix the runtime, but it does feel a little too long of a movie. Shout out. Uh, as far as some other scenes that, are uh, not other scenes, but other things that I really liked about the movie, I liked that cold opening, kind of. That difference between the black and white opening compared to the more traditional, more serious part, or rest of the movie, I guess you could say. Uh, I like that black and white opening. I, I think it looks a lot different. It's kind of a unique opening for this franchise, for the series. That's how you know it's going to be a different take on this character when it opens up black and white. Now, when the dude gets shot out of the chair and the chair like flips Eh, a little exaggerated, kind of dumb looking, but still a great scene overall. And it really kind of shows you, Hey, we're to do some different stuff with this character. And I'm all about it. And then the bond song by Chris Cornell is good. It's one of my favorite bond songs for sure. And then that ending, I really enjoy the ending. I think it's a kind of a dope way to just close this movie to cap it off. And that's when bond goes to kill Mr. White and he shoots him and then he shows up and he's like it's Bond James Bond and then it cuts to the traditional the classic James Bond theme song I think is the perfect way to end that movie because we hadn't heard the theme song up to that point if I'm not mistaken so to end that movie like that I think they just did a great job it was a good cap to an already a great movie but overall I I love this movie I think the acting is great I think the characters are great. Some of the best James Bond characters are in this movie. I think the dialogue is, is really smart and creative. And I think the action sequences, while not bombastic and, you know, really out there, I think they service the characters, they service the story for what it is. And that's a more grounded take on this character in this movie. And I really, really love that aspect of it. The dark and gritty take of this character. And the fact that they finally made James Bond a actual human being slash character uh, goes a long way into making this one of the best, if not the best, James Bond movie. So overall, absolutely love it. I give it four and a half stars. I think it's just about perfect. And it's definitely one of my favorite movies of all time. It's definitely a James Bond movie that I can just pop in whenever I want and just watch it and just lose two and a half hours of my life. It's just, and it's worth it. It really is. But it's $15 on Voodoo. Now, it came out, what, 15 years ago, just about. So y'all know how I feel about that. I'm not entirely sure. I mean, it's worth $15. But hey, guys, it's been over 10 years since it came out. This movie should be like $10 max. And I'm willing to pay $10 for it. Now, I own, I think, like two copies of this movie. I got it on DVD and Blu-ray. The only version I don't own is a digital, which I really need, by the way. So $15 probably a little too much for me but I do think it's worth that ultimately. Like just if you just look at it from a movie perspective, absolutely worth $15 cuz you get you get you know additional rewatches with it because it's just so entertaining and the the characters are so are just so great that it gives you added value to rewatch that movie over and over again. So I recommend going to buy it. $10-$15 is fine. It, it's worth it, trust me. Uh, if you've seen it and you love it, uh, let me know. Email me at gamepodcast at gmail.com. That is the number two. Let us know what you think about it. Uh, let me know if you don't like it. Let me know if I'm wrong and that this is not the best James Bond movie. Let me know what your favorite James Bond movie is. Uh, email us there or go to patreon.com slash game the number two, and you can comment on our post there and consider supporting us while you're there. But other than that, I appreciate y'all joining me for this review and I will catch y'all next time on another one.